Welcome back to the Fantasy Skate Podcast. Um, I'm your host, James. I'm here with my fellow co-hosts, Michael, Scott, Alex. What's up? Uh, and Nick is joining us from far away. Hello. And we are joined by our new co-host, and congratulations to Lee. What's up, y'all? So, Lee was actually... He was a guest last time for all of you that are confused and were saying like, oh, Lee was on last one, but he was technically just a guest, but we have decided to make him a permanent member. He can't leave us even if he wants to. That's cool with me. <laughs> I'm, I'm with that. So, uh, Lee, why don't you tell us? little bit about your uh, background with fantasy yeah so I've been playing fantasy for a few years this is my first year doing dynasty I'm currently in two leagues like I think most of you are actually but um my other background in terms of football is I've actually been part of a podcast for the past year we cover the Cincinnati Bengals specifically but um I think that my general NFL knowledge will translate well to a podcast of this nature and I'm ready to help contribute with other like-minded individuals. Well said. Well said. Again, if you want to hear more of Lee, uh Breaking the Curse podcast, um can find them Apple, Spotify, pretty much everywhere where Donda is not. You can find them. <laughs> you hate to see that. It's a tragedy. You also love to see it for breaking the curse. That is true. But for the general public. Yeah. These are things you hate to see. <laughs> Please, Kanye, I'm begging. <laughs> anyway, we're going to start right into it. Um, today's topic at hand is going to be draft reactions. It is currently August 19th. It's been about two weeks since the startup draft we did. Um, we wanted to put some distance between ourselves and the draft so we can get honest reactions. Um, yeah, we're going get, to get right into that. Bef before that, though, we're going to talk about the not-so-fun part about fantasy football. We're going to talk about the injuries. Um... Kenny Galladay dealing with a bit of a hammy. What was this? Uh, what was the injury he had last year? Was that an ACL tear? I believe it was a groin. Yeah, it was a okay. groin. I believe. He has a lot of lower body injuries, though. He he does, and he's someone that's been in the league for four years, and he's only played one full season. And I mean, he played fifteen games one of the the season, I believe, after that or before that. And, uh, it was the and season before. It was. Okay. Yeah, he had, um, in both of those, 1,000 yards, though. So he's a great talent, but he just has those issues staying on the field. For me, Kenny Galladay has always been one of those guys that's a really good NFL wide receiver, but someone I generally avoid when it comes to fantasy. Yeah, I personally don't own any Kenny Galladay stock in any of my uh, draft because his uh, ADP is around that of, like, Brandon Ayuk and mm -hmm. Deontay Johnson and like yeah, players of who I'm like really high on and I just don't ever like see myself picking him that high. Yeah, that's a bit yeah. too high of a price for me. 
personally. I feel like I might be too early to even say this about him, but it's almost like a what could have been situation for him because when he's healthy, we all see what he right. is. Oh, yeah. Like, this, we'll have to see for the next few years. Maybe he gets it together. Maybe he works out and he ends up staying healthy for a few years in a row and we see some great numbers. But otherwise, I feel like we could have some questions of what his career could have looked like. Yeah. Um, I'm fairly concerned about it. Um, not only the injury, but just the situation in the Giants. Anyway, moving on. Justin Fields is dealing with a bit of a groin injury. Um, the Bears have not said it's serious, but anything with a groin is kind of concerning in my book, just because groin is so hard to play through for athletes. Anyone concerned about Justin Fields? Uh, personally, I'm not. Um, the Bears seem pretty confident in that they don't think it's significant. And also, their head coach, Matt Nagy, expects them to play Saturday. They're taking the conservative approach and sitting them out in practice just so he can get ready for that. Yeah, I'm not concerned. Um, this might, could possibly just solidify Andy Dalton as the week one starter but I, I think most of us already thought he was going to be that yeah. anyway there was a scary picture of Chase Claypool being carried off by I believe was it Big Ben and Eric Ebron yeah I think was. you're right I think you're right um it looked it looked very bad but apparently it's a I think low ankle sprain which is if there is a good ankle sprain, that's the good one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You don't want to see a high ankle sprain, but everything looks like he's going to be ready to play week one. That's good. And yeah, he came out and said that all is well on Twitter. Mm -hmm. So that's a good sign, but we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, and the good thing for someone like him is you know he's a starter. You don't really need to take too much stock in anything in the preseason. So it'll all be about getting ready for week one, which if he said that he should be good for it, I think he probably will be. And do we know what he almost – so I know in the preseason game against the, the Cowboys, the Hall of Fame game, uh, he went down uh, near the end. I don't know if that was in the same area. That was a like, shoulder, mm -hmm. I believe. Okay. Okay. So as long as it's not it's like not, yeah, it's not a really consistent easy. injury for him, then yeah, I don't really see too much of an issue. Yeah. Marquise Brown, uh, dealing with a hammy. I wasn't really interested in Marquise Brown anyway. Um, he's probably the Ravens' third or fourth best receiver. So yeah, he's not really a receiver I've ever been high on for the Ravens this year, at least. Yeah. They're definitely going to be using more of their newer talents. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, especially, like, they said it's worse than they thought, and he hasn't practiced since. So, if whatever stock he had, it's even lower now. I would stay away from him. These next two uh, hurt my soul a little bit. Rashad Bateman gets a hip surgery. He won't be back. Like, he won't be practicing, most likely, until September. So, no one really knows when we're going to see him. Uh, he all reports at a camp saying he was just beasting all of the Ravens defense and sucks to see such a young guy go down with a pretty, I think it's a sports hernia surgery he had. That's pretty significant. I've heard the 
rehab for that is just not fun at all. So Rashad Bateman, if I had to guess, I'd say late September, early October we see him. But, yeah. Anyone? It's just really a shame to see. I mean, we're talking about Lamar getting all these receiver talents around him, seeing if he can be the passing QB that a lot of people say he is. And with Rashad Bateman, a young guy that a lot of people are high on going out, it's just really you hate you hate to see that. Yeah, uh, a lot of these young receivers are getting injuries lately. I'm sad. I did pick up Rashad Bateman in our dynasty draft, but I wasn't planning on starting him for a bit. Uh, I, I do wish that uh, he could get more of that experience in camp uh, so that he'd be ready a bit quicker. Um, and this injury might persist throughout the whole year. He might be in the game, but he might still be feeling some of the... Because, like, as you said, the rehab process uh, for it, and I've seen a couple of videos, it can be annoying for quite a bit of time. So I'm hoping all the best for Rashad. Right, and he's barely gotten any time with Lamar, too, because when he was healthy, uh, Lamar was dealing with his COVID thing. So mm-hmm. it might be more towards mid-late season where we see the Ravens' offense truly start yeah. to hit its stride. Um, but, yeah, this this does hurt Lamar Jackson's value a bit. Obviously, it doesn't really matter for Dynasty. Right. Um, but for redraft, I think... Just kind of cements, for me at least, Kyler Murray over Lamar Jackson. Anyone else have anything to add? I agree 100%. And are you guys buying Rashad Bateman low in any other leagues, or are you going to just kind of ride it out and see what happens with him as the rehab goes on? If I had him, I'd mostly just ride it out. I want to buy him low because, like Nick kind of indicated, I don't think Rashad Bateman should be someone you're relying on in year one um so i i love the talent of rashad bateman so i want to buy into it just knowing that even if he doesn't hit his ceiling uh the this path is still there to for fantasy dominance i guess anyway elijah moore Dealing with a minor thigh injury. Uh, Jets camp have just said he'll probably miss the next week. It doesn't sound concerning at all. And that's good to hear because you see all these videos with Zach Wilson throwing deep bombs to Elijah Moore. It's going to be a crazy combination. Yeah, those have been some fun videos to watch. I can't wait. Does James happen to be high on Elijah Moore at all? Um. Just a little. <laughs> Just a little. I, I really think this guy could be like the next Tyler Lockett. He's, I mean, everything I've read out of Jess Camp have just been raving about this guy. Um, even Odell Beckham said he's more, like he's better his rookie. Elijah Moore is better his rookie season than Odell was his rookie season. And Odell had one of the best rookie seasons for a wide receiver ever. Right. So, yeah, really excited for Elijah Moore. Come back yeah, soon, uh, please. Another thing about Elijah Moore is he's so, he's so physically, physically strong, strong, but he's like he's a like very five, nine. smaller guy. 
Yeah, yeah like, he keeps putting up similar bench numbers to, like, Jamar Chase, even though he's, like, a bit smaller. He has a... Uh, so he... Go ahead. So, yeah, like, he's kind of an athletic freak. And he, oh, yeah. Like, players he reminds me of in that way is, like, A.J. Brown. Because uh, he's actually, like, really good friends with A.J. Brown. Uh, and uh, I think that they'll have different places. Obviously, A.J. Brown is a much more physical guy. But... Just as, like, how, like, powerful Dennis that is, uh, it's going to be really interesting to see. Beautiful beard on the man, too. I'd like to point that out. <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, this, this next topic is really interesting. Um, Michael Thomas and his ever, uh, ever-present ankle problem. When are we going to see Michael Thomas back to 100%? I mean, it's been like a year and a half now. I think we're past it. I really do. So you're saying like we're never going to see him? Not, again? He's never going to be the Michael Thomas that we knew. Um, with how good he was, I still think he can be a very, very good NFL wide receiver. But I mean, like you said, it's been... That's, the year and a half is a large chunk of time. Oh, yeah. I no mean, this is... Yeah. I'm going to make this connection, and I know that there are major differences there, but A.J. Green, year and a half to two years he was gone, and the, t- the thing he was before the injury based compared to what he was last year, it's night and day. Yeah. Obviously, age plays a factor in that too, more than it does in Michael Thomas's cakes, but I don't like it. He wasn't a guy I really wanted to touch in the draft because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. What injury did AJ Green suffer uh, that made him miss 2019? I want to say that there are multiple like different injuries. I know he had a hammy at one point. I can check that. Because I'm not too sure like how bad uh, high ankle sprains. That's what Michael Thomas currently has, right? Uh, uh, it was a bit more than that. He, <laughs> I think he got surgery on both ankles, I believe, which is not something that usually happens from just a high ankle sprain. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was really interesting to see, though, because I remember around, like, June, June, july they were saying that he was looking really good in camp. Uh, yeah, they, they came out with a report, I think, recently saying he's ahead of schedule, which I don't know what that means because they put his schedule very far behind. So I don't... But I guess that's good, maybe. There's a chance that he could, if he didn't get those surgeries, he would still be, like, around the Michael Thomas of last year. Uh, it could kind of have been a situation like how A.J. Brown had last year. He had to, like, play. He had to have surgery on both of his knees, but still played through the year. He had, like, an excellent season. Uh, yeah. Wide so yeah, receiver, it could be that situation. Wide receiver 7, I believe, in points per game. A.J. Brown's a... Freak. So I'm not too concerned for that reason. I think they could also just be like he might have gotten surgery late to mess with the Saints. Uh, I don't I know what's going on with that situation. I think um, he. So I've been kind of keeping up with the Michael Thomas drama, um, if you want to call it that. So the Saints wanted him to play all of last year, like not get surgery. Uh, to hopefully 
get Drew Brees another ring. And so they asked him, like, to not get surgery. But then over the summer, Michael Thomas saw a secondary doctor that said, yeah, you need surgery on this. This is really bad. So Michael Thomas was like, all right, F you Saints. I'm not going to do anything you want me to do because you put, you know, possibly winning over my long-term health. So it's it's a tricky situation. I'm not really worried about his injury, more so the situation. Um, Drew Brees not being there, I think, does hurt Michael Thomas a lot. Um, yeah, what's interesting is uh, I did he come out and say publicly that he wants to be traded? Because I, I thought that I don't know if I he thought did. that I remember hearing that. I think the Saints maybe said that they were like behind closed doors that they were interested in trading him but I think they had another meeting where apparently it went everything went well so I don't know if that's still on the board or not it'd be interesting to see if he did get traded I, I don't think it's going to happen just the way his contract set up he'd have to like either restructure because uh, there's a lot of like dead money involved uh, in cases you were to trade him this year Never mind, Lee has just informed me that those trade rumors were false. Yeah, um, NFL Network put out some false reports that he requested a trade. Yeah, Sean Payton okay. shut down a few days ago. I remember last year, too, Sean Payton was like, you're an idiot if we're if you think we're trading Michael Thomas. <laughs> okay. See, so, yeah, I wonder, because I know Michael Thomas had an insane 2019 season. Like, was it the best wide receiver season in like a long time. I think it was until Devontae Adams last year. Right. He, uh, I think he still holds the record for most receptions in a oh, season. Yeah. That's what yeah. I thought too. But uh, I was talking fantasy points per game. Yeah. I think Devontae Adams broke that record. Oh yeah, probably. Uh, Devontae Adams, ridiculous. Um, but uh, real quick with Michael Thomas, I've been thinking about this. Um, I have him in a redraft league because he fell to the 10th round and uh i'm thinking right now with him that i'm gonna sell him when he is like coming back and i think that's probably the way to go with him i mean if you really believe in him after he rehabs then that's great but personally i don't and Mm -hmm. i'd rather sell him and see what i can get how many people are in that league if you got him in the 10th round 10 i'm in it it's a 10 person dang It'd be interesting because I also picked up Michael Thomas uh, in our Dynasty League. Uh, and there's about three teams uh, right now, Parker's team, Brody's team, uh, and Perry's team, that are all nearing 200 points a game. Mm-hmm. And I think what I might do is I might try and hit DeAndre Hopkins and Michael Thomas eventually towards them to which around the trade deadline. See, we really thought about those teams focused on, like, they treat the entire draft as the redraft. Yeah, yeah it was crazy. Yeah. Anyway, well, um, yeah. what were you going to say? No, no, you go ahead. Uh, I believe Stefan Diggs is dealing with an injury, too. Um, I think it's a knee. Not a lot of... The Bills have kind of shut down that it's bad, but something to monitor. I'm not worried about it. Um, I think that's all the injuries we have. Uh, some good news. Amari Cooper says he's going to plan to play in the next preseason game. 
We all love, love to see that. Yeah. Uh, Mark Cooper is one of the f- most fun receivers to watch, in my opinion. Uh, and I believe Dak is back in practice throwing. If anyone can confirm that. I, I don't know for sure. I know that they said they're not going to have him in preseason games. Yeah. But they're well, um, expecting him to be back for the season opener. He was limited yesterday. Okay. Yeah, it's limited practice, but Cowboys are expecting him to ramp up. Okay. Um, good news for Bengals fans, too. Joe Burrow says he's back. Um, Love to hear to that. 100%. Right. Um, there are some really bad reports coming out of Bengals camp. Uh, I don't know if we want to get into those now. You guys want to talk about that? I don't know. I mean, I feel like this is kind of like my specialty, honestly. But, um, yeah, around the time we drafted really was when things were going really, really badly for the Bengals offense in camp. And it wasn't just Joe Burrow, which obviously that's the headliner. You got the guy coming back from the multiple tears, but mm-hmm. nothing was clicking. The O-line is clearly a problem still, right. and none of the wide receivers were really getting separation. There were drops as a problem. It was just all around terrible. Mm-hmm. But something that wasn't really noted was, part of it was also that the defense was looking really, really good in camp. But mm-hmm. this past week, um, maybe it was even a, more than a week ago, Joe Burrow had an interview where he was like, yeah, I had a mental block, but right. I'm over it now. And ever since that interview, it's everything has clicked. And um, Burrow looks great. The separation is coming for all three of the main receivers in Cincinnati, and mm-hmm. specifically Jamar Chase. That's where a lot of eyes are, him being the number five overall pick. But right. now he's, he's showing his athleticism a lot more, and – the big thing that came out a couple days ago was Burrow finally connected on his first like true deep ball because that's been a point of concern. And he connected on a 70-yard touchdown to, you guessed it, C.J. Uzama. As we'd all expect. Yeah. Um, yeah, when these reports first came out, I wasn't – I was expecting Joe Burrow to be kind of not hesitant – I guess would be the word on his knee because anyone that isn't hesitant after that bad of a injury is a psychopath. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, he didn't just tear his ACL. He pretty much tore his whole knee. And like I said, anyone that isn't hesitant after that just freak of nature human being. Um, but the real... One I want to talk about is Jamar Chase, because I think we all expect Joe Burrow to eventually be back to Joe Burrow. Yeah. Jamar Chase was getting a lot of flack for not getting separation and not the contested catches not going his way. Yeah, no doubt. That's what. <laughs> that's generally what happens when you take almost two years off of football and you're facing better competition than you ever have. It's going to take him some time to get to the Jamar Chase we all know we can be. Um, so if you're in any kind of dynasty league, if the owner of Jamar Chase is worried at all about him, buy him right now. Take him. I have him. You're not yeah. getting him from me. But <laughs> Buy him right now. If you now. can, literally take him. Literally, literally use commissioner powers and steal him from your team. 
Yeah, buy him right now. He's one of the best receiver prospects ever. Um, underrated separator in college. A lot of people say he wasn't that good. He's actually very above average. If you look at the advanced analytics, very AJ Brown esque in his separation, where he's not getting like completely like naked like guys like Tyreek and DK, but he's winning enough to make the tough grab easier. He just has sense. he has so much value for the next coming years. I mean, I picked him. I think it was second round in this draft, maybe. Third been, round, right, actually. Yeah, I think it was third. Yeah, it, was it was third round. Right now, I have him as a flex, and there is a slight chance I actually bench him for week one mm-hmm. because that's just where he is right now. But I know that by – this is an arbitrary number, but say week five, um, I'd be shocked if he's not starting every week at that point. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, even go back to last year, you have all these rookies who didn't have any real good training camp. They didn't have preseason last year. And part of that is carrying over into this year, although they do have those things. Like you said, you have a lot of guys who sat out in college last year. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be rust for a lot of rookies at the beginning. That doesn't make them busts right now. Exactly. That's something you can evaluate. Say, look at how they did in, towards the end of the year, maybe the middle of the year even. But at the beginning, you just have to let them get their feet wet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a couple of things about Jamar Chase is I remember the other day in practice, he scored like three touchdowns. Uh, in this 11s and yeah. one of them was taken back because uh, they didn't think he had his feet in but he did he uh, and I saw that saw video it. on Twitter uh, and then so he's torching camp right now and another thing is a Chidobia Wuzie is apparently having an amazing camp mm-hmm. uh, and is probably part of the reason people think that Jamar Chase is a bust for some reason uh, he's just doing so well which I'm really glad to hear because the Bengals secondary uh, it was good last year, but losing William Jackson, I'm glad that we have a good cornerback core, hopefully. And then another reason some people like to fade him uh, is just the existence of Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins. Uh, but people should remember that uh, Jamar Chase wasn't the only like excellent receiver when he scored like 20 touchdowns and 1,700 yards. He was also he also had Justin Jefferson, uh, obviously the best receiver from the last class, uh, one of the best rookie seasons ever uh, for a wide receiver. And then Terrace Marshall, uh, I, who I think is a first round talent, uh, but dropped to the second round because of medical concerns. Uh, and I think the style that he plays is more of like an alert receiver. Uh, and if you can put him in one on ones and have like Tyler Boyd and T Higgins just threaten. Uh, the defense enough to not always leave a safety back against Jamar. Just putting him in those one-on-one situations, he's going to get a good amount of targets and have a really high yards per catch. So I think he's still going to feast in the Cincinnati offense. And I think people are really overthinking just like how good he is because he really is like the best wide receiver prospect since Julio Jones and A.J. Green right. in that like 2011 draft. Right. Well said. Um. All right, we've spent enough time talking about the news. Uh, let's talk about preseason week one. Um, any big takeaways that you guys had from the preseason? I really like the Bengals' new defensive line additions. 
Oh, yeah. They were getting after Brady and Kyle Trask and them. Yeah, Joseph Osai didn't have that hand injury. Yeah, he had that hand injury, so that was kind of But apparently he's supposed to be back around week one-ish. They haven't commented much about it, but they don't think it's that bad. But he and – I forget his first name, but Hodge, Darius Hodge – like had two of the highest grades of all rookie defenders, mm-hmm. uh, which is so good to see. Right. What What I love to see is that um, Joseph Osai got his sack while against uh, Tristan Wirfs, and I mean that's like as almost as good of a test as you can get right, at least right. in a preseason game. So I'm really excited I, about that. Is not related. Like, on that sack specifically, I think there was a failed handoff between Werfs and the right guard. Uh, but yeah, there was, was a, still, there was a communication error, I think. Him and, like, pushing him inside and causing pressure. Um, one of my favorite takeaways was Antonio Gibson's usage as an Antonio Gibson owner. Uh, eight opportunities and 11 snaps. It made my... Uh, made my... Um, Mouth water with uh, <laughs> potential fantasy points. Um, well, let's go straight into it. There were five, six rookie debuts, or not rookie, but rookie QB. There were five rookie QB debuts, and then Jordan Love. So we'll say six. Wait, OB seven because didn't Trask. Debut. I think Mon played he, too. He yeah, wasn't. He was not like. He wasn't. We can the there, the there were probably more, but starters. there's They're a lot more, but less relevant. Trask, I guess we can leave out because they've already confirmed there's no way he's going to start for at least at least this year, but probably two years. I think Brady. Tom Brady has an yeah. edge on him. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Tom Brady has the edge. Yeah. Just a slight one. But <laughs> I have in my dynasty drafts. Like I drafted him probably 26 round. I don't know. I need to check. Anyway, uh, talking about the starters, so we're talking about Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields. Well, Justin Fields doesn't start, but we think he will he'll eventually this year. Yeah. Um, Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson Mac Trey Jones. Lance, Mac, Mac Jones, yeah. Mac and Jones. if you want, you could talk about um, Jordan Love. But I want to know, which one of these guys impressed you the most? Justin Fields. Justin Fields. I, I feel mean, like that's the consensus. It was a it was a big turnaround because I mean you look at the first two drives he was on and it just looked horrendous. It was oh it was bad. Which I mean, it it's I think anyone who makes a decision based on one preseason game is an absolute idiot. But after those first two drives, I was like, bust, it's over. <laughs> this is terrible. But after that, just everything just slowed down for him, which. When I say slow, I mean that dude can run. I knew he was fast, but yeah. he just looked. But, so if you guys can really hear me before, I was talking about how we saw that Justin Fields can run, but we also saw that he was able to uh, make decisions that were pretty impressive for a rookie. Mm-hmm. So he was running out of the pocket, but before he scrambled, like truly above the line of scrimmage, he saw that one of the defensive backs covering his receiver. I can't remember exactly which receiver it was at the moment. The D-back broke off him and chose to uh, go after Fields. So Fields just dumped it off straight to that receiver and uh, was able to convert. 
Yeah, very impressive. Um, I want to see more of Justin Fields with actual people that could make an NFL roster, yeah. though. Yeah, he wasn't getting any help on those first two drives either when things yeah, weren't looking good. He was just clearly the best athlete on the field yeah, after the... No doubt. Yeah, he was playing against the second teams, right? He was playing against, like, third, third. or fourths. Yeah. It was bad. So, I feel like it puts a question mark on just, like, how good he was. Because right. that doesn't mean that he was playing on a first team against third teams. Right. Uh, but... I'd like to see some first-team competition before yeah, I can, right. like, really say. Because I feel like it's a little unfair to the other quarterbacks who are playing against. Like, Trey Lance, who was playing against the – was he playing against the first team? He was playing, uh, I think, some against the first team. But it was mainly against, like, the second team. Okay. Most of the – was obviously the first team. Yeah. Wait, didn't the Chiefs have, like, the third most, like – like the third least bench players of their starting roster on the field. Yeah, but Holmes was out there too. Yeah, like that was a pretty tough competition. I know that the team that had the least amount of roster players was um, the Jaguars, but it's a Jaguars. You can yeah. expect that. Jaguars don't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was actually surprised by his uh, performance. Justin Fields? No, Trey Lanson's. Oh, he yeah. Was right. Out there against uh, such a different sort of team compared to Fields. Right. We didn't really see him take off any either, like run the ball at all. Yeah. Um, he did hold the ball a lot and took a couple unnecessary sacks, but I mean that's kind of what that's you'd expect. What do. Yes, I was gonna say that's called experiencing your first year in the NFL. Yeah. Welcome. I believe, I believe he was five of twelve with four drops, which is ridiculous. <laughs> Right. Uh, shout out to Brandon Ayuk. He's simply not. The <laughs> he way. dropped the ball, and if I've learned anything from uh, fantasy Twitter, that literally makes you like garbage. <laughs> I'm gonna try and buy him. Makes you worse than Marcus Russell. A 2024 <laughs> third now. Exactly. Like he's literally worth nothing. Um, but yeah, Trey Lance. Look, I mean that touchdown pass was just. Whew. That's the kind of thing yeah. that makes me super Whew. high on it. But at the time when we drafted, I was like, okay, he's a rookie. He was drafted high. That's cool. But since then, I mean, there's been so many reports of just like superstar-like plays. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the consistency's not there, but again, he's a rookie. So um, that's someone I'd be willing to buy pretty high on. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah and, so- and one of my... Dynasty leagues, I actually did buy high on him just because they did spend all that to get up to the three. Three first round picks. Yeah, so, and I mean, you're looking at a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo who he's not the best arm talent. So, Mm -hmm. you know, they reach for Trey Lance. Who do you think is going to start come at least by week four? I would say. Yeah, Trey Lance is definitely going to start by week four or five. However, Jimmy's going to start week one, but they're going to quickly learn that. Not the best option. So, so I, I saw, saw an interesting, interesting analysis, analysis on a, you know, you know Trey Lance's 80 yard touchdown in the preseason. Yep. Uh, yeah. The 49ers, the 49ers ran a similar play. play. Uh, uh, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah Brett Coleman. Uh, Shout out so to Brett. Was, yeah, an absolutely phenomenal uh, fantasy and just like NFL uh, commentator. Uh, so, yeah, the. 
the 49ers uh, ran a similar play, except I forget who the receiver was that Trey Lance threw to, but it was George Kittle for uh, uh, Garoppolo. And Garoppolo just doesn't have the arm talent that Trey Lance has. And what Trey Lance was able to do is when he booted out, uh, he was able to sell that he was going to like run away because he was running very far back in the pocket, uh, which caused like the defensive backs to like adjust accordingly. And just because he has so much of a cannon, he was able to throw it. And it was an absolutely perfect throw, like 80 yards. And it's the same design play that Garoppolo had, which was a touchdown too. Uh, but he threw it like an extra 20 yards on the same like idea, which is the amount of like opportunities that opens up for the 49ers offense. It's going to be really interesting to see. Trey Lance has got an absolute cannon of an arm. He's going to be. I think he's going to be special. Uh, anyway, since we've talked about three, three of them, two of yeah. them, let's just. I guess we'll just talk about the rest. Uh, Trevor Lawrence. Um, he was solid. I'll, I'll say he was solid. He hit a one really good deep shot to Marvin Jones. Yeah, that was a good shot. He's actually really. I think he was seventy five percent in like throwing contested catches, like making sure the receiver could catch it in a contested catch situation. Yeah. Or I guess they call it tight window throws. That would probably explain it better. He was seventy five percent, which is. Pretty darn good. Rather impressive. But yeah, um, nothing much to say. He he looked like Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> like, oh. It was on his first sack that he fumbled right like at like the 10-yard line, but he was able to recover it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That might be a problem for him this year. That, <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, that O-line. Jags O-line is not, not no. the best. And since it's not official yet, are you guys like positive he's going to start week one? Oh my god! The fact that we, I'm all for Minshew mania. The fact that we have to talk about Gardner I, Minshew. I didn't starting. think that there was a chance this would be a question, but apparently it is a question. Oh my god! Uh, Who could ever forget about Minshew mania? If Gardner Minshew starts, I'm just out on all the. Jets. That's a word <laughs> yeah. called if malpractice. Starts, Jacksonville is gonna burn everything down. Oh my god! Imagine taking someone 101 overall and. Like, one of the best college QB prospects ever. ever. And then just and starting, starting a sixth round nobody. Starting a guy that has a mullet over him. I mean, come on. The sixth round pick, you just couldn't do anything. Please. I, I, it might be a bit of smoke and fire because they might just be trying to get Gardner Minshew's trade value up. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. It would be an, an abomination to God if Gardner Minshew starts. <laughs> anyway, enough about Trevor Lawrence. We all know how good he is. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about the Mac attack. Yeah, the first one. Surprised of the uh, preseason QBs. Mac and cheese, baby. Mac and cheese. The first one to make his uh, debut. Debut. I thought he was solid. He mm-hmm. is. Yes, sir. He, he he should have had a touchdown. Yeah. That was a really good throw. It was a great throw. That was probably the second best throw by one of the rookie QBs besides Trey Lance. Sadly, though, it was dropped. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't. Th- it might take him a bit of adjusting to go from um, Alabama's receiving core to uh, the Patriots. Right. 
But they, yeah, they don't exactly have a star-studded receiving yeah. core in Nelson Aguilar and Jacoby Myers. The thing is with Aguilar, either one day he he'll grab everything you toss at him, next day he won't be able to open the door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think he played that game either. Yeah, he did. No, he didn't. Yeah, Nikhil Harry and uh, Jacoby Myers were the starters. Oh, uh, dude, who could forget about the first round pick, Nikhil Harry? Apparently he's been doing really well. Yeah, I didn't really see much from him in the preseason game, but I didn't see much from him. It should be noted that the Patriots have two legit tight ends now. Yeah, they do. Oh, yeah. They're both gonna be running those Pat, tight end sets. Both of them dealing with injuries. By the way, do you, would you guys <laughs> agree that we'll probably see Mac Jones start somewhere in the middle of the year? Or do you think they're going to try to ride out Cam Newton for the rest of the year? Um. Well, if Cam Newton looks anything like even, did that preseason. Well, anything like last year yeah. in general, which was an abomination. I'm <laughs> shocked that he was brought back. I yeah. think I've been I don't cool think Cam Newton. Newton was as bad as we thought. He was doing really well at the beginning. Not like he, did he wasn't COVID, like Patrick Mahomes, like to... and then he got COVID. That's true. That's true. But so I guess you could justify bringing him back, but it's like. If he shows any signs of doing what he did last year, what's the harm in putting Jones in? I mean, right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't really have much to analyze about Mac Jones. He looked like Mac Jones. This he, is my hope they're going to put him in for week four against Brady. <laughs> that'd be beautiful. <laughs> the Goat versus Tom Brady. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Trace McSorley's not playing. What are you talking about with the Goat? Um... Last but not least, unless we want to talk about Jordan Love, um, Zach Wilson, the Zach attack versus the Mac attack. Um, I I thought he looked really good, like surprisingly good. Definitely an improvement against what we saw in training camp. He had I a think, lot of zip on the ball. Yeah, I feel like the training camp rumors that were coming out about him were just like way overhyped. Yeah, because if you saw the interview he had. He's, he uh, said it himself, like, he's just trying stuff. Uh, yeah, he's just seeing what works and what doesn't. And, like, how yeah. can you blame, like, a rookie receiver for just who's never played in the NFL before? Like, I I think those rumors were way overblown. And one of the big things coming out of college for Zach Wilson was he had, like, if you watch Zach Wilson college highlights, he has, like, 10 seconds to throw the ball every time. So one of the big things was how he'd perform in like uh, a real situation. Yeah, like being, yeah. like being specifically rushed, a situation in New York. Being rushed, um, and he completed a very difficult pass while being hit in the face. So he he impressed me a lot. I, I saw a lot of good potential from Zach Wilson. Yeah. Um. Jordan Love looked really good, too. Mm-hmm. He probably looked the best out of everyone making their debut, honestly. Right. He's kind of a rookie. I mean, he didn't play it all last year. But, um, yeah, I guess that's it. Jordan Love is Ben Simmons. <laughs> Very astute uh, <laughs> comparison. All right, let's get into draft reactions. Um so, I don't know where you guys want to start. The first thing on the docket is like and don't likes for your team. Uh, do we want to start there? Or do we want yeah. to do... 
James, you want to start off with what you like and dislike about your team? Uh, can someone else start on helping Michael here? I can send mine. I think mine's pretty straightforward. Yeah. I mostly love my team. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to get a young team because I want to compete, not necessarily this year, although I don't think I'm going to be bad this year either, but I think in the next year, two, three years maybe, down the line I'm going to be looking really good, honestly. I got mm-hmm. Jonathan Taylor, Najee Harris, Justin Jefferson. I got... um. Oh yeah, Jamar Chase. I mentioned that earlier. Boys. I'm set, I feel like, at most positions. I have TJ Hawkinson. I'm really high on him. Why would you be proud of having a bust in Jamar Chase? <laughs> I'm yeah, so he sorry. Literally gets negative separation. I need He's someone like who can't get separation from Shadobe Awuzie. Exactly. That's what everyone needs on their face. So, I feel great about my entire team except the quarterbacks. Right. And there is a pretty massive hole there. Is your quarterback... My two quarterbacks right now are Sam Darnold oh. and Jameis Winston. Oh. That's what I said. Winston might actually start week one. I think he will. Yeah. I agree. And it should be noted, I picked up Carson Wentz. He was on waivers somehow. Well, so. That's because uh, How, like, his QBs could be an issue. Those are the first things I wanted to, like, iron out. Because uh, I'm in another league. Uh, where my quarterbacks are Dak Prescott and Derek Carr, and just not knowing like the long-term like outlook of your quarterbacks, or if you'll have like a third one to even start in your superflex, just not like a situation I wanted to go through. Uh, so what I first did, I really like my first two picks, which were Josh Allen and Trevor Lawrence, because I think at least for four years, even if Trevor Lawrence busts somehow. Um, like, I'm going to have four years of consistent quarterback play, I would say. Uh, then I tried to be as young as possible, uh, which I like. I did somehow get Saquon in the third, but we'll go into this more. Uh, James and I had a trade, uh, and it was DeAndre Hopkins and Javante Williams for uh, Saquon Barkley, uh, which I like uh, for both of our teams. Uh, and, yeah, I have a lot of... Uh, young receivers, and I also have like a couple older ones like Michael Thomas, and now I have DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, so I have like a lot of win next year pieces, uh, just because like Rashad Bateman will probably not do too much this year. Michael Thomas will probably be out this year. Uh, so I think next season, uh, I think I'm, I'll be more ready to compete, which I like. Mm-hmm. Uh... My team, I also really like my quarterback situation. I have Kyler Murray, uh, Trey Lance, who we talked about, and then Deshaun Watson, Derek Carr, Taysom Hill, Big Ben, Andy Dalton, and Gardner Minshew, who's better than Trevor Lawrence, obviously. <laughs> um, I should have taken him in the second. Right. I mean, just that's just bad on your part. Um I like my receiving core, A.J. Brown, C.D. Lamb, uh, LaVisca, Elijah Moore. Um, the running backs, I'm not huge on them. Obviously, Nick mentioned that I got Saquon. I'm trying to get Saquon everywhere because when you're in a rebuild, like I kind of am, not really a rebuild, but I guess win future, um, you want assets that will... Uh, 
get higher in value, I guess, if that makes sense. And I think Saquon is one of those guys that will just skyrocket in value. If he, has, if he strings together like a couple 20, 30-point games and people realize how young he is, everyone's going to be like, hey, this Saquon guy, pretty good. <laughs> one of the most talented running backs in the league. Um, so, yeah, I'm trying to get Saquon everywhere I can. I, I love Saquon, too. Very handsome man. Um, <laughs> uh, my biggest concern with my team is my tight ends. Um, I got a lot of them late. I got a lot of high upside athletes late, like uh, Evan Ingram, Robert Tunyon, OJ Howard, David Njoku. Um, and they could theoretically be good, but I didn't really get any established, like, like actually like good NFL tight end besides maybe Robert Tunyon. Um, I just got a lot of high upside guys, which I guess fits with my team, but if I had to pick a spot where my team could be could be a liability on my team, I'd say tight ends. Also, I'd like to say I got the god himself, Brian Edwards. Um, <laughs> Terrell Owens plus Jerry Rice plus Randy Moss plus... <laughs> Julio Jones, all of them wrapped into one. Brian Edwards. First ballot Hall of Famer. Already. <laughs> if you need a tight end, I have three that are projected double digits. Most of mine are projected double digits. It's just, I don't know if any of them will actually get there. Like, somehow O.J. Howard is coming off an Achilles tear. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. And Mike, what do you want to go? Yeah, you can go first. Okay, so with my team, I do. I tried at first to build with a win now, and I'm still going to try to trade for that. But as the draft went on, I saw a lot of like talent that was younger, and like um, they just fell to me at good price, so I just drafted them. Like, I got Devontae Smith in the seventh round, and I got Kyle Pitts in the early fourth because – I saw him up there, and I really think that he's going to ball out being probably the second option in a pass-heavy Falcons defense or offense. And uh, I also got Zach Wilson in the late seventh. And with those, I'm hoping that, like, I'll have some – I'm hoping they'll kind of appreciate this year. But if they don't, I'll be set up for the future, and I'll probably have to do a lot of evaluating midseason. But other than that – um, I guess like where I'm kind of weak is running back. I did get Eckler in the fifth round. I just didn't like the value in the first few rounds where I drafted, so I just passed up on him. And I got Kareem Hunt as my RB two, which that's not terrible, but I could definitely be in a better situation with that. So we'll have to see. Um, I do have Damian Harris, so he could really turn into something. But yeah, other than that, there's nothing I really hate about my team. It's just I'm going to have to wait on a lot of it. Yeah. My team, when I was building it, I realized that I'm in sort of that win now or win in the next two years sort of mentality with most of my team. I have a few young, uh, quite a bit of young talent, but it's mostly uh, middle-aged in their uh, sort of career. Like, uh, I have Ridley, Moore, Evans, uh, 
Deontay Johnson, Robinson, Raheem Monster, which this will probably be his last big year of production. Maybe one or two more years, but we'll see. And um, one of my uh, biggest questions, at least for this year, is going to be quarterback. Because for his first few weeks, I won't really have any good super flex in terms of quarterback. Because my main quarterback is going to be Baker. The other like, major quarterback that I drafted was Justin Fields, but he's not going to start for at least the first few weeks. So I'm going to have to rely on Tyrod Taylor as my super flex, or if, unless I can think of somebody else to put in there, or I, I can get a trade off. But yeah. I'm happy with my uh, tight end for now. I have Jonu Smith, and I have uh, Adam Troutman, who I believe will be pretty good this year. I think that he'll definitely uh, – Show what he's made of this year in in uh, New Orleans. Uh, real, real quick before we like move on to the next topic, I meant to mention this. I drafted Dallas Goddard, and in the preseason, Zach Ertz had about yeah. a similar snap share. I think he had more snaps actually. Did he? Oh yeah, he might have. But uh, with that information, obviously we drafted before the preseason week one. Um, I am a little nervous about that, and I'm going to try to sell him right. high to um, our friend who has Zach Ertz, maybe, uh, maybe to someone else who might not really realize the snap share. But I would advise not buying him at his like, current price right now, just with that news. Yeah. One of the big things on my team is that I'm really – I'm pretty stacked at running back for right now. I have CMC, Zeke, Robinson – and Raheem Mostar, as I said, as well as uh, Pollard and Singletary. But I'm looking to more – I'm actually looking to trade Zeke so I can hopefully get a bit of a better uh, super flex option, maybe a better quarterback for the next few years, which I was actually in talks with Alex about getting Zeke because he definitely wants to improve his uh, running back, but we saw a bit of silence and things. Yeah, um, Michael was looking for Zach Wilson and... A few other pieces. Yeah, and I'm not sure where I'm at with that. Um, I am still considering it. But what I will say about your running backs real quick, I really do um, like Pollard and also yeah. Jamal Williams. Pollard he, will definitely uh, get a lot more snaps this year. It's it, for sure. Like, um, it's not really there yet, but Dallas is almost like making it a committee almost, but they're not going to be there. It's just going to be... I'd say maybe 70% Zeke and maybe 30% Pollard. They they want to use Pollard in the receiving game, I believe, yeah, is what they said. And he also, definitely has a talent for that. I, if you watch his uh, highlights from last year, Dalton used him a lot as a uh, receiving back. And yeah, Does it Michael, just having both Elliott and Pollard, like, do you think you'll play like Pollard ever just because – they're both on the same team, so it's not like you can right. put one in while the other. Depending if I high. still keep Zeke, what I could do is I'll just uh, see who would be my weakest flex for that week, and then maybe put in Pollard if I, it's needed. Just okay. depending on what team they go against, because if they're going against a team with a D line that's terrible against the run, I'll put them in. But and uh, it all depends. With just about every fantasy league you're in, week one and two is very telling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, you learn a lot about your players and how they're being used because while the preseason is helpful, it's not the regular season. Yeah. So That first two weeks is where you learn about every single thing you need to trade about your team, every single thing you need to improve about it. 
it's weak spots, it's bright spots, everything. Absolutely, yeah. And before we move on, one more thing I'd like to add about Jamal Williams is like he got a pretty high snap share. I know DeAndre Swift was injured uh, for the yeah. Lions game, so he did get used a lot. And I have yeah, heard that, of things that they plan on using him a lot. Him. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about um, maybe trading him because if he keeps up that production, it could be a good piece to sell for probably some uh, better pieces. I'm looking to uh, more or less make my team win year two and year three, and then maybe take a year or two off to rebuild. So definitely something I'm looking forward to. All right. Um, Should we talk about uh, some of the other teams? Maybe uh, Mr. Well, we're running a bit. We're running a bit. We... We took a bit long on the news, so if you guys are fine with it, I think we're just going to do round by round best and worst picks. Okay. Okay. And uh, we'll probably, we're not going to do the full draft because no one cares about Matt Breda. Right. (laughs) We'll probably just do up to like round 10 or 15. I was going to say 15. Yeah. Okay. Everyone's fine with it. All right. So the first round. You There's guys, no question here. I personally really hate the Mahomes pick. That guy's a <laughs> Dude, I hate the Patrick Price. Uh, first round, you guys can't see the board, but it was Mahomes, Allen, Henry, CMC. McCaffrey, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, Dak Prescott, Jonathan Taylor, Dalvin Cook. So we'll start with the best pick. What do you guys think was the best pick uh, in the first round? It's There's the not most a- value pick. Uh, There's not be Christian McCaffrey at 1.4. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, there's not a lot of unusualness with the first round, uh, except for one. Pick. We'll, we'll get into the the one pick that is. But yeah. oh, besides Christian McCaffrey falling to the four, I think like Dalvin Cook at the 110 is a really yeah. good value pick really for Perry's team being like a win now type of team. Yeah. Dalvin Cook is a lot of people's running back two in Dynasty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would say either Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook. All right, no. I think most, most of the other, other people, people are about around ADP. Yeah, yeah. That's There's what nothing you expect. To, yeah, it's pretty expected. But the 103, Derrick Henry. <laughs> um, uh, he's. Ro- I think Ro- he's going to turn 28 this year. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. Zoinks. Um, probably only one or two more elite seasons. Um, and even then, this is and, a PPR league, so the yeah, amount of, like, unless he keeps up 2,000 yards, he still can't be the number one or two. Like, I don't running think back. Derrick Henry could ever be the number one running back in a PPR league. No. He's not going to be able to he wasn't, CMC or he, he wasn't last year, and if he wasn't last year, he I don't think he'll ever be. No. Right. I, I think a big drawback to Derrick Henry is also that you see them acquire Julio Jones in free agent or uh, through a trade and mm-hmm. uh makes you think they're gonna go more pass right. heavy, especially with them losing Arthur Smith as their offensive coordinator. Right. Yeah. So you're gonna see a change up there. Maybe not because what don't fix what's not broken mm-hmm. type of thing, yeah. but I think we see a more pass heavy Titans. I could see Derrick Henry being by far and away the most efficient running back next season. But I just don't think that that volume is going to be there. That's not I think 
It might be 1,500, 1,600 yards, but I don't think it's going to get anywhere near. Yeah, I, I, I think yeah, he's still probably the favorite for the uh, rushing yards. Oh, for leader. sure. Um, is that it? Is that all? Yeah, for, for round me, one. Yeah. All right, round two. Start with Russell Wilson, Justin Jefferson, Alvin Kamara, DK Metcalf, Aaron Jones, AJ Brown, Calvin Ridley, Tyreek Hill, Trevor Lawrence, and Stephon Diggs. Well, my least favorite pick is first pick of the second round is going to be Russell Wilson. That's my least favorite just because there are so many other good pieces for your offense on the board, and you didn't need to grab a quarterback second round after you know the main ones were taken. I like the Russell Wilson pick, to be I, I honest. Do, I do like Russell Wilson. I think uh, I like it, but not for two one, especially when say DK or Kamara or I, even Tyreek were all still on the board. I I see what Michael's saying here. Um, I mean, if you look further down the draft, where Aaron Rodgers, Joe Burrow, Fields, Land, Stafford, the, Perry could have waited and yeah. let yeah. things fall to him for sure. I don't hate the Russell Wilson pick, but for this round, looking at it, maybe it is the lowest value one. I think I actually don't mind the Russell Wilson pick just because the way Perry uh, has structured his team, uh, it's to be very win now. Uh, and Russell Wilson, I would say, is the last like elite quarterback in that range who has potentially like five to six more years of playing because yeah. he's a consistent top ten. Uh, quarterback, and I don't think there's any other consistent top ten quarterbacks for the next five years uh, left. So that's why I personally don't mind the. We'll have to uh, see, but maybe I, I would have taken like a Justin Jefferson or DK Metcalf or AJ Brown over him. Yeah. Uh, but just the way he structured his team, I don't mind it. Um, if I I don't really see anything that stands out here. Um, if I had to pick one, maybe Calvin Ridley over someone like Tyreek or Stefan Diggs. Calvin Ridley's uh, in a weird spot. He's older than you think. Like, he's not that much younger than Tyreek or Stefan. And he is very talented, but he's not tied to an elite offense. Right. Which is in the quarterback situation, yeah. maybe like a year, uh, can be like non-existent so i've actually i sold calvin ridley in another dynasty league i'm in so i've done extensive research on ridley um obviously like i said love the talent but i don't know the long-term viability of him i he's gonna be a beast in this year but ideally with your first with your First receiver, uh, pick. first receiver, yeah. You want someone tied to an elite offense. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I'd say the pick that I liked the least was the Aaron Jones pick, uh, just because I think he's 26 oh, years old. Oh, that's also oh, true. I, I forgot about that. that pick. I forgot because... Oh, for Saquon. Yeah, Aaron Jones. I, the person who picked him was a, was a Packers fan, so uh, that's obviously the reason why he was taken. But just being 26 years old. Uh, the thing is, for most of Jose's picks, I kind of disregarded it because he really didn't seem like he was taking it too seriously. Yeah. He didn't know there was money involved. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even though it was clearly is, stated several times. Isn't that the reason times. that he left? Because yeah. he was, he had to pay. I mean, like, just taking Aaron Jones over Ezekiel Elliott and Saquon, like, that just baffles me. Yeah. yeah. 
But I think Aaron Jones is going to be a beast this year. But absolutely, right? I, 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 at I the was, two five, no. I'd be willing to wager that Zeke is better this year. Yeah, yeah. and obviously Saquon would be way better long term. For I, I really do, and like. I'm not like trying to be like too high on myself here, but I really do like the Stefan Diggs falling to the two ten. That was what that, I think that would that was the best value pick. Yeah, Stefan Diggs at the two ten. I, I was just shocked when he fell to me, and I had to take him. That's why I ended up going when now actually. Mm-hmm. In the same way, I like the Trevor Lawrence at the two nine. Uh, just seeing him fall because usually he's taken around like the like tenth through fourteenth picks. Yeah. But I mean, Gardner's gonna start. So yeah, now, yeah. Now it's yeah. That's all reason. <laughs> anyway, so should yeah. we move on to the third round? Yeah, getting to the third round, we have Najee Harris, Saquon Barkley, Devontae Adams, Zeke, C.D. Lamb, Terry McLaurin, Nick Chubb, Clyde edwards elaire Jamar Chase, Travis Kelsey. Best pick by far, in my opinion, is Saquon Barkley. Regardless of how you feel about him, he's almost a consensus first round pick in Dynasty. Yeah. Uh, so the fact that he fell to the third is just and a, a big reason that really, he, really why he fell to the third is that when we drafted he was still on pub. All right, uh, we are back. Unfortunately, Lee had to leave us. Um, uh, we are college kids. This yeah. might this might happen more than once. Um, but yeah. Anyway, we're on round three. I think yeah, I also like the Saquon Barkley pick. Obviously, he just he typically goes in the first round, but at that time there are a lot of concerns about uh, like how the Giants will use in the offense, like his uh, his health, uh, his future situation, and I guess a few of those are still concerns. But it's Saquon Barkley, like the best running back talent, like in a very long time, I would say, and probably still is. Uh, so I, I agree that it was the best value pick. I also like the CD Lamb pick mm-hmm. at three five. I thought right. that that was a lot of value, especially the way you're structuring your team, James, uh, mm-hmm. having it long term. Uh, I think CD Lamb will be a beast, and he has a lot of hype around him right now. I, I know we uh, we um, hit on Parker a lot for the Derrick Henry pick at the one oh three, but. I thought he really did a good job in the later rounds. Um, I like Devontae Adams in the third round. Mm-hmm. If yeah. we're talking redraft, which is basically how you want to treat your team if you're win now, I would take Devontae Adams first um, when it comes to wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Um, he He's probably the most talented receiver right now. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I I do like the Zeke pick a lot. It doesn't even come close to Saquon at the three two, but oh, yeah. Zeke at three four, just with how running back hungry everyone is in fantasy, him falling to the third round is almost just ridiculous to me. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's all I really have to say for best value pick. Is there right. really a terrible value pick in this round? Would you guys say not really? I would say Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I don't mind him in the third round, but over DeAndre Swift, Antonio Gibson, and like them. I yeah, think way has, earlier. I think he has the lowest ceiling out of all those three. I um, agree. Right. Pass-heavy pass Chiefs offense. Right. I just don't know like 
what's different this year. Like, they didn't use him a lot last year. Um, obviously, the offensive line is much better. So, I, he has a safe floor, but I just don't know what the ceiling is. Maybe also Najee Harris at the 3-1. I was going to say that. I know Lee's big on Najee. Yeah, but um, with that, like, Pittsburgh O-line. It's kind of the same concern as, well, different, but also similar to Edward Hilaire. I think the floor is there, but the I, ceiling I, might not be. The ceiling's just—it's very much capped. I I think Najee's a terrific talent. It's just I, like you said, the Steelers' offensive line. I really don't like that landing spot, and no. their while their defense is really good, I just don't see them like getting. I don't know. I just don't see him being as efficient as we would like to think he would be with all of his carries he'll probably get. Mm-hmm. Also, Travis Kelsey at the 310 in a tight end premium league is. Yeah. yeah that was really pretty ridiculous. Good. Mm-hmm. All right. Moving on to the fourth round, unless anyone has any comments. No. No. All right. We have Joe Burrow, Kyle Pitts, DeAndre Swift, Antonio Gibson. Darren Waller, DeAndre Hopkins, DJ Moore, Aaron Rodgers, J.K. Dobbins, and Allen Robinson. So the best pick, I would Definitely say maybe Gibson for me. I'm with you on that. I think. I believe yeah. Gibson's my RB six or seven in Dynasty. So yeah, I'm really with that. Right. Um, I also like Kyle Pitts. The Kyle Pitts pick is good. And I like D Hop, even though I traded him I, in the fourth I do, round. Yeah. Four or six for a top tier receiver is really good, I'd right. say. Mm-hmm. I, I do like the Darren Waller pick, four or five. I feel like. Especially in tight end it, premium. He's yeah. insane. We forgot to mention this with the injuries, but Darren Waller was dealing with something, but he is back yeah. to Raiders. He's torching people in camp against the Rams. Yeah. Love Darren Waller. What a great story. So, so is Hunter Renfro. <laughs> Made Jalen Ramsey questions exist. <laughs> Hunter Renfro and Darno Mooney just co-parenting. Just co-parenting uh, Jalen Ramsey. You know you got him bad when he has to go on Twitter. And praise God. <laughs> and praise God. <laughs> uh, uh, the worst pick... There's not a lot of bad ones. I don't really hate any of these picks. No, no. neither do I. Yeah. I mean, maybe you can make the argument for Perry Burrow at the four one when Rodgers was, was available, but yeah, yeah, and especially Stafford. since he's doing um like win now. Yeah, so I would say that maybe Stafford I'd almost put on the same level as Russell Wilson, especially since now he's in L.A. Because he's still like 33. He still has probably four more years of good production. Mm-hmm. A very strong receiving core. Yeah. Yeah, if Did, I were Perry, I think I would have gone maybe. I would have gone Rodgers. I would have gone Rodgers. Either Gibson, because he just hasn't gotten a second running back yet, and a second That's running back, true. Miles Sanders. Yeah. I would even consider Darren Waller. Uh, That's yeah. having. Like, uh, just well, because he, did it, take, he did take Kelsey, though. Yeah. 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 But just, I think Darren Waller is still premium, gonna though. get yeah. an insane amount I'd, of targets. I'd, I was just focusing on uh, if he was strictly going out for quarterback. Mm-hmm. For his, yeah, uh, he probably was, Rogers. but I'd also say DeAndre Hopkins because he didn't take a receiver at that point. Yeah. Oh yeah, for yeah, sure. He had no receiver until uh, round. I mean, five. he got very good value with his receivers. Yeah. But mm-hmm. 
I also might say DeAndre Swift over Gibson. I don't mind where Swift was taken, but I would have taken Gibson over Swift. Um, I like but... both of them. Uh, I think the Detroit run blocking is going to be amazing. Uh, and I think DeAndre Swift will get most of the shares of the Washington running. also has a very good blocking line, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously. That is true. They do have a good little line. Obviously, we think uh, Lions will be better long term with the addition of Sewell, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, moving on to the fifth Austin Eckler, George Kittle, Joe Mixon, Justin Fields, Trey Lance. T. Higgins, Matt Stafford, Chris Godwin, Amari Cooper, Keenan Allen. Um, best pick might be George Kittle. I agree. Yeah, five two. I can't believe he Especially fell that far. Tight end premium. Mm-hmm. The only so the thing that stopped me from taking him was like his injury concerns. Yeah, that's why I took Pitts over him. But I just can't believe he fell to the five two. Right. Um. Nothing like too crazy with like good I think value. I feel like the worst pick might be Stafford. Yeah, um, especially yeah. the just the way uh, I really like how AJ had built his team. Yeah, uh, and I like a lot of the pieces he took. I would. Uh, I think it's clear and obvious to me that it's Tannehill over Stafford. But um, I mean, some people are really big on Stafford. I'm not. I'm not all the way there. I think. He might be a bit overvalued in Dynasty, but... Yeah, Stafford actually threw four interceptions last practice and didn't look good. But then again, that's practice. But then again, he's a multi-year veteran. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's not the kind of guy who should be testing to see what he can do. Also, he has pretty bad back problems. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Obviously, I'm not projecting he's going to miss time, but it is something to note, especially in Dynasty. I think he injured his thumb too like he bonked it off of someone's helmet but i don't think he missed any practice time anyway um i I don't hate stafford there but i to me i would have take ryan Tannehill over stafford if you're going win now because Tannehill, two ungodly receiver options and aj brown and julio jones Mm -hmm. and i mean Tannehill's a very efficient runner, right. which he is. Stafford isn't going to get you any rushing points, which you kind of you kind of need in fantasy. R- rushing upside for a QB is really big. I mean, that's why Lamar's like a top five QB every year in Mahomes, and right. all those guys can rush. Yeah, mm-hmm. you don't need to be Lamar per se, but you need to have some sort of rushing upside. Um. Because otherwise, to even compete with other top 10 quarterbacks, you're going to have to do what Tom Brady did last year. They're like 4,600 yards and 40 41? touchdowns. Was it 40 or 41? I think it was 40. I don't remember. But, and that's, I mean, what, it's never a safe bet to think a quarterback is going to have that good of a season. And even then, he was only the quarterback eight. So, that's our spiel about rushing in fantasy. Mm-hmm. There's not really any other picks I dislike necessarily. I just, I mean, for the value, I think it was good getting Joe Mixon at the 
I mean, because he was earlier in a lot of other drafts, do that hungriness for running backs. Right, right. But I, I'm personally not like super like high on Joe Mixon just with his injuries and Zach Taylor last year was slow to use him also at the beginning of the season. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the uh, uh, Bengals are definitely going to be focusing on receiving mo- most of the year. Bengals probably going to throw it forty times again. Yeah. The game. By the way, the new Madden came out. Um, well, comes out officially tomorrow, but if you got like the MVP or whatever edition, it's out right now. Don't use the Bengals in franchise. They are <laughs> just don't. Oh my god. You have the offensive line. You have less than a second to throw the ball before Joe Burrow is actually cremated. <laughs> like imagine an offensive line full of Bobby Hart's. That's what Madden made the Bengals. It's not fun. I played the second preseason game against the football team, and yeah, it it went about exactly how you'd guess. Anyway, going on to the sixth round, we have Cooper Cup, or not Cooper Cup, yeah, Cooper Cup, had a stroke. Um, (laughs) ETN. ETN, Mark Andrews, Ayuk, Montgomery, David Montgomery, TJ Hawkinson, Mike Evans, Robert Woods, Jerry, Jerry, Judah, Jerry Judy, and Tua Tungvaluwa. I don't hate there's any a, of the picks. There's yeah, I don't hate. There aren't any, any I particularly picks. like or dislike too much. Maybe I, Cooper Cup. I don't know. I I really like the Mark Andrews pick at six three. Yeah, I think I that's think pretty good value for him. Yeah, then, Mark Andrews is Hawkinson a really too. good value because like. Honestly, I value him similar to George Kittle. Mm-hmm. I feel like a couple years younger, and he's clearly the best receiving threat on the Ravens. Like we don't exclusively know what Pitts would do, so excluding him, like Andrews and Hawkins are like four and five in terms of mm-hmm. the tight ends in the league. I, I also think that's mostly unquestionable. And, and a tight end premium then yeah. falling to the sixth round—that's crazy. Yeah. I also really like where I was able to get Travis Etienne. I was about to say that too. Yeah. Six two, mm-hmm. a lot of startups. Yeah. You don't see that happening. What did you guys yeah, think Travis of him in the... to me is just so much of a question mark. Like he's he... such an amazing talent, um, and I think he's going to get a lot of receiving work, which could make him like really, really good in PPR. Mm-hmm. Like, and that makes sense rationally. But like, this is Urban Meyer, and like I can right. literally just see him using a first round pick on an RB two. Like, uh, for sure. I mean, he gave Tim Tebow a shot. So. Oh yeah, that's something we forgot about. Forgot to talk about in preseason news. Tim the Tebow lot. cut. Yeah. Rip. Yeah, rip to my boy. The loss of the next Tony Gonzalez. Um. <laughs> yeah, uh, Travis Etienne just fits really well with my team. I think of win future. Um, I'm not as worried about the preseason. Because rookie running backs usually don't get a lot of a lot of uh, what you call the the snap shares in preseason, especially if they're in a committee like ETN is. Like Michael Carter also didn't start. Yeah, Javante Williams. I did he start? I think he did just because Melvin Gordon wasn't there. Um. But yeah, I'm not as worried about the preseason when it comes to ETN. Um, a little mad that they gave 
Carlos Hyde the only target out of the backfield. That kind of made me mad, but yeah, I'm not too worried. Uh, real quick before we move on to the seventh, um, I was just looking. I really dislike the Robert Woods pick. I have disliked it too. I mean, yeah. you look Devonte Smith, Der- Jerry Judy, Deontay Johnson, Chase yeah. Claypool, Jerry Julio. Judy. There are so many better options at receiver. Jerry Judy is somebody I'm extremely high on. It's just he's being held back by Drew Locke. But Drew Locke actually looked pretty decent in preseason, but I don't think he's going to be. I like yeah. Jerry Judy a lot in Dynasty just yeah. because I have like a 90% feeling that Drew Brees is going to go to – or not Drew Rogers. Aaron Rodgers is going to go to Denver, uh, next, Denver year. next year. And I think Jerry Judy's just going to explode. Yeah. Jerry Judy, I think he was one for three uh, targets to catches, which is something we saw a lot during his rookie year. Um, he actually had like a really decent rookie year for a 21-year-old, yeah. like around 800 yards, 850. I think people just uh, ignore it because he had drops, but mm-hmm. I mean, he's a 21-year-old. He's going to drop the football. And yeah, but his footwork and his route running – is just beautiful to watch. I don't think there's anybody who runs routes quite like him. Aside from, like, the Stefan Diggs, uh, Devontae Adams oh, yeah. of the world. Stephon, I would say Stefan Diggs is easily the better route runner. It's just yeah. so fun watching Jerry Judy route run. Right. Right. Anyway, moving on to the seventh, we have Devontae Smith, Josh Jacobs, Ryan Tannehill, Deontay Johnson, Deshaun Watson, Chase Claypool, Noah Fant, Tom Brady, Zach Wilson, and Julio Jones. So I really like the Devontae Smith and Zach Wilson pick by Alex. Yeah. I think that's really good value. Also, to gas myself up a little bit, Deshaun Watson in the seventh round. Yeah, yeah. I was going to mention that. <laughs> that's... That's really good value. Well, even with the question marks, you're looking at a guy who's a top six QB, I'd say. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, give or take. I'd put him maybe even higher than that. I mean, you're looking at maybe a year where he doesn't play. Yeah. Either this year or next year. And right. when he comes back, I mean, yeah, he's going to be on fire again. Whenever Deshaun Watson's on the field, he's a top five-ish five fantasy quarterback. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's been top five his last three years. They're like literally at five. Yeah, and that's on the t- on the horrible Texans. But to yeah. be fair, he did have like Will Fuller uh, and Brandon Cooks last year, so mm-hmm. two very good receivers. And then he had DeAndre Hopkins the years before. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I didn't think the Texans, the Texans' offense was actually in the top. Uh, it was above average last year. Their defense was just atrocious. Yeah, um, I, think, I don't think anybody can deny that. I think there. Uh, I think most of that is due to Deshaun Watson, though. Like, yeah. that is fair. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think, think my least favorite pick, or if you want to continue on that, I was just gonna say I think the like Texans defense last year was actually like historically the worst of all time, <laughs> or is on pace to be. I forget the exact stat, but yeah, I think it's crazy that. The Lions was just actually worse uh, in terms of like points allowed per game and yards allowed. It was just absurdly bad. Mm-hmm. I, right. So my, I really disliked the Tom Brady pick. Just seeing Jalen Hurts still on the board, 
Uh, I think Jalen Hurts is going to start at least this year, and I think he's going to be a top eight quarterback for sure. Uh, so I just, if I were in Brody's uh, footsteps, I definitely would have chosen Hurts in that situation. I think Brady's safer than Hurts, but I, I understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, my least favorite is probably Noah Fant. I love Noah Fant, the talent, but he's just in a, such a crowded. Yeah, he's in a. I mean, not the best situation. Jerry Judy, um, Cortland Sutton, uh, KJ Hamler, even. Yeah. Um, then Tim Patrick. Uh, all are going to get targets, and Noah Fant was in a committee last year, even with Cortland Sutton. Off the field, he's gonna be. We know Albert O is going to get some snaps. Um, so yeah, no offense. Love the talent, very athletic, but uh, I think his upside is capped a little bit. Other than that, not really too many offensive picks. I do like that Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool are going similarly yeah um, yeah i think they both have a tremendous amount of upside um i i get that like they uh there's the question mark with big ben but i think in years to come mm-hmm. they could be yeah. both of them could be league winners right yeah. um there's another not really any that screamed to me Tannehill was a yeah, that was a good really value. Really good pick by uh, Parker. I would think if Deshaun Watson wasn't taken here, Tannehill yeah. would be one of my favorites too. But anyway, moving on to the eighth. Miles mm-hmm. um, Sanders, Chris Carson, DJ Chark, Miles Gaskin, Jalen Hurts, Javante Williams, James Robinson, Adam Thielen, Rashad Bateman, Kareem Hunt. All right, now, obviously, now we get to say that Miles Gaskin was probably the worst pick. Because he is just no short-term or long-term security with his touches. Right. But I think at the time, it wasn't a horrible pick. No. Because we all thought he would at least start. But I I think at the time, it may have been a bit of a reach. Because you see Miles Sanders and Chris Carson go off the board. I'm sure AJ was looking to get a running back. Mm -hmm. And he just... He felt like he needed one at that time. Yeah, he right. panicked a bit. Yeah. And you see that happen in drafts all the time. Mm-hmm. I, I do I, think... Oh, sorry, Nick, you go ahead. I, uh, I was, you, you're, you can continue because I was going to bring up something else. Oh, I was just going to say, like, I think the best pick is Jalen Hurts in this round. That is true. Yeah. yeah. I actually really like the Javante Williams pick. Uh, Javante Williams, I think people are really overthinking right now with the addition of Melvin Gordon. Because I remember in camp at the time, people were saying Melvin Gordon is the clear-cut running back one. And a lot of people were reporting that, and it was true. Uh, But it wasn't because of talent. Uh, They just wanted Melvin Gordon uh, to take... I think a lot of people have reported that they want Melvin Gordon to like take the hits for the next year. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they're trying to have like a more long spread out like i think javante williams past week seven uh is going to be like the starting guy and just the fact that they traded up for him and how good he looked in the preseason 
Uh, I think it's a really good value pick there. And I also really like the Jalen Hurts pick. I am a bit concerned about Javante this year. Um, just because they are paying Melvin Gordon a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And all reports out of camp saying as good as Javante Williams is looking, Melvin Gordon looks objectively better. So, uh, like I said, I think long-term he's going to be good, but I think his up, his fantasy production is a, is a bit limited here in this year. Yeah. Well, interestingly, like, Melvin Gordon doesn't have the best injury history, so... That is also true. You know, if you bank on that, Javante might start this year earlier mm-hmm. than you expect. Right. So, you know, Javante Williams holders are hoping for that, but... I'm going to bank on Melvin Gordon playing most games this season. Right. Um, not, I'm not a huge fan of DJ Chark anymore. No. No. Um, I'm, I think the, the Jaguars room is so crowded. It, yeah. yeah. And I don't, just the fact that it's the Jaguars and they've got a whole new system, you have no idea. Yeah. Like, if they're going to be the worst offense in the league. Marvin Jones looked like the real deal um, in the first preseason game. He's definitely going to be like Trevor Lawrence's uh, panic button. I I really hate that value for DJ Shark, if I'm being honest. 8-3, when you still have Chenault available. I'd trust Chenault more than Shark, personally. And then you still have Jalen Waddell and Cortland Sutton, like, there's a lot of guys still on the board if you just keep going down. And right. there is definitely better value, I'd say. Right. Um, on to the ninth, I guess. Tyler Lockett, Michael Thomas, Irv Smith. almost said Edo Smith. <laughs> um, Janu Smith, LaVisca Chenault, Kenny Galladay, Jalen Waddell, Dallas Goddard, Cortland Sutton, and... Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, I don't, I don't like Kenny Galladay. I'm not a huge Kenny Galladay fan when it comes to fantasy. I like watching him in real life, but you just never know what you're gonna get out of Kenny yeah. Galladay. Um, we went over this um, early in the episode with all of his uh, sort of injury issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm also not a huge fan of Juju for Perry's team. I think Juju actually does have more long-term upside than most people want to give him credit for, but in terms of win now, I don't think he's going to help you too much. I mean, he's just kind of a boring slot receiver. He like you'll get like eight catches maybe for 60 yards, maybe he falls into the end zone. Another thing, uh he isn't being drafted as a top 25 like scorer right here but he ran the number one most amount of routes in the nfl last year which is surprising to me as a slot receiver mm-hmm. uh so he isn't like a very extremely efficient person he relies on like a lot of volume oh no he's probably uh, one of the least efficient uh receivers in the league if yeah. i had to to run the number one amount of routes and to only get like I think the twenty fourth or twenty fifth amount most amount of fantasy points. If the yeah. Steelers offense were to just dial it down, I could see him being in the forties to fifties. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Um, he's still young. As long as we feel like he's been in the league, he is only 24. So yeah. he could get like a much. He was bigger definitely one of the youngest uh, drafted receivers ever, right? Yeah. yeah or what was he? I think he was 19 when he was drafted. Yeah. But yeah, that's why I was saying like long term, he could theoretically sign somewhere like the Chiefs, and obviously that would make his value skyrocket. But this year, I don't, I don't think he's gonna do anything spectacular. Mm-hmm. I uh, I personally don't like the Tyler Lockett pick at nine one. I I mean like he's a fantastic receiver, mm-hmm. and maybe I'm just like it's recency bias possibly, but I had him last year in some leagues, and he like the three or four weeks that he performed amazing, fantastic, but the weeks the other weeks that was horrendous, and it really had me struggling in that league. And I just think there was better value left. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it. this was I don't think this was the best pick, but I thought the Michael Thomas pick was fun. Uh just to see like where he ends up. I think just his upside potentially uh being in the ninth round. Uh right. if he somehow makes it back to like week seven in his Michael Thomas like for the next couple years, that'd be really interesting to see. Right. Uh, right. But it could also just happen to be the worst, and he just Antonio Browns out of the league. <laughs> but I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. I think the bigger concern is that he's just going to come back to being like maybe a top thirty-ish receiver. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. Moving on to the tenth round, we have Ronald Jones, Sam Darnold, Leonard Fournette, Trey Sermon, Chase Edmonds, Elijah Moore, Baker Mayfield. Mike Davis, Michael Pittman, and Melvin Gordon. So right from the start, I'm going to say the worst picks are Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette. I don't like either of them, to be honest. Near do I. Trey Sermon was obviously a better option, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I would even take Chase Edmonds and Mike Davis over both of them. I agree. I think I value Ronald Jones higher than Fournette, for sure. But... uh... Yeah, I don't like either of them because it's looking like it's going to be a committee committee in Tampa Bay. So, yeah, they're, and they really like Giovanni Bernard. They're both mm-hmm. competing. They're both competing for a role that already doesn't produce a lot of fantasy points. Mm-hmm. Like they're both like taking touches from each other, being a between the twenties grinder, and they're not getting any passing work either. So they're. I mean, like, what are you going to get from them? There's, like, literally no floor with both of them. Obviously, both of them have the ability to break away a big touchdown run, but there's just no there's no floor at all with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like the Elijah Moore pick by myself. Mm-hmm. I think that I think that and the Trey Sermon pick to me are the two yeah. best picks for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, I agree. I just love Elijah more. I don't know if I've made that clear yet. <laughs> I, yeah, I think he was the best pick of this round by far. I mean, Trey Sermon, I would put second for sure, but mm-hmm. I like the Elijah yeah. Moore value. One yeah. interesting thing is that right now, according to Keep Trade Cut, Elijah Moore is valued higher uh, on that site than everybody that was taken in the ninth round. Uh, Holy so cow! I think that it was interesting. Yeah, I, I, I want to go back and think. Who, I think Javante Williams might have been the last pick 
that wasn't valued higher. Or maybe it was Jalen. Maybe Jalen Hurts. But I think that was interesting. Yeah, his value has just skyrocketed yeah. as we get more and more reports out of camp. I'm so excited. I have Elijah Moore rostered almost everywhere. Um, I might trade him, honestly, just so if he gets injured, I'm not completely screwed. Yeah, like Nick said, the value is pretty high right now, so it mm-hmm. might not be a bad idea. You want to uh, move on to the 11th now? Yeah. Uh, Damian Harris, Darrell Henderson, Brandon Cooks, Raheem Mostert, Michael Carter, Carson Wentz, Tyler Boyd, Jordan Love, Debo Samuel, Matt Ryan. Probably the I really like the Debo Samuel pick. Yeah, yeah that's really good value there. Uh, probably the worst would be Matt Ryan. Yeah. Matt Ryan looked terrible without Julio Jones last year. Um, obviously... He'll probably look a little better just because he has time to game plan with no Julio, but still doesn't change the fact that he looked awful without Julio. Mm-hmm. And then also considering that that's the third quarterback he had taken and isn't like a project one, yeah. it isn't one that's likely going to start over Wilson or Burrow, and just considering he ended up getting Jared Goff later, like having four we'll quarterbacks in a 10-quarterback league is just probably not like – very important, especially right. if the other two have a very limited lifespan. I do like Brody's uh, pick of Jordan Love because mm-hmm. he has Tom Brady and Jordan Love. So when Tom Brady inevitably calls it quits in 15 years, um, Jordan Watch Love. Like 50. Yeah. And Jordan Love, I mean, it's just the preseason, but he should promise for sure. So He was definitely. really good. And the Packers aren't the worst um, organization I mean, what the way they treated Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers is pretty sure they are the worst, but yeah, but might, I mean, might be the worst front office. Yeah, but yeah. Talent evaluation—they're pretty good. Yeah, I mean, they got Aaron Rodgers so many good receivers of the year, so I like it. I uh, I'm gonna praise myself here. I really do like my Damian Harris pick, just with the volume he's good. getting. Yeah, his ADP was just shockingly low even as we went into this draft. I do like the Michael Carter pick by James also. Oh, yeah, that was a good pick as well. I think Michael Carter is very similar to CEH. Um, They're both, like, shifty guys that are good pass catchers but don't have that really breakaway ability. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, mean, CEH was taken the third, I think. Yeah, third, Michael Carter in the 11th. So, I do like the Damian Harris pick. Uh, he was one of the highest graded running backs last year uh, by PFF, like above a 90, which is just crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's always like leeway with PFF. Do mm-hmm. they overvalue? But like at 90s, he's got to like, there's got to be something they really like. But I do have to ask Alex, what were, what were your thoughts on seeing Ramondre Stevenson? Break the off goat. for like a 90-yard touchdown. The goat. I, w- I was upset. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> I, I don't think it's going to immediately affect his value. I mean, what was he going against? Probably like second or third string? or yeah. Which it was like right at the end of the game, so it had to be the last strings. Yeah, so Future I'm... Future Walmart employees probably. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not too worried about it, but yeah, that was very frustrating. Um, he looked yeah. good yeah. though. Stevenson, Ramondre. He did, yeah. Anyway, 
Moving on to the 12th, we have Cam Akers, Mac Jones, Curtis Samuel, Robbie Anderson, Gronk, Tanyan, Terrace Marshall, Mike Giusecki, Odell Beckham, and A.J. Dillon. For me, it's probably Cam Akers. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't know if Cam Akers is the best or worst pick. I, I was saying he's the best. Um, I think – I don't know if it works with Perry's team, but – no, that that's my biggest like dislike with the pick in this round is because it's on Perry's team. If it mm-hmm. was somebody else's team, I'd like it a lot more. But right, to be honest, Perry's team can still win next year. Like yeah. I don't think there's anybody out of the league next year, mm-hmm. or significantly worse. Maybe Travis Kelsey dies down a little. Maybe Dalvin Cook isn't as like as good as he is at twenty seven as he's at twenty six, but maybe Julio too. Yeah. Yeah, but I think all of them will at least play next year. Oh yeah, for sure. So I think if Cam Akers somehow comes back to being Cam Akers after just an Achilles injury, which is just so tough to see. Yeah. Um maybe yeah, maybe it is that ends up being like a complete steal in the twelfth round. This has nothing to do with Cam Akers, well, kind of, but Marlon Mack looked pretty good coming off an Achilles injury, so mm-hmm. there is hope. Yeah, it shows some yeah. promise. Yeah, maybe uh, medical treatment around Achilles has gotten better. Because people used to view ACL tears as, like, season-ending, or not season, obviously, but, like, career-ending, and now they're just, like, kind of a minor inconvenience. Right. I, I get all of that, but personally, I'm still not sold on the Achilles injury with their ability to bounce back. I mean, I could see it, but I, I'm not going to buy Cam Akers low. Yeah. Right. Um, Least favorite picks, maybe Gronk. There's no reason Gronk should go for Tanyan. No. Yeah, or <laughs> Um, Also, Robbie Anderson. Yeah, I don't particularly love that one. Robbie Anderson was a guy that relied a lot on volume last year. And now that you bring Terrace Marshall in, who's probably just a better flat-out receiver than Robbie Anderson, the volume's going to maybe dip down. I think uh, Marshall's going to take over more of the Curtis Samuel role that's being lost in that offense. Right. Uh, but yeah, the concerns about the volume are still there. I think I think Anderson's injured now too. I don't I, know. I, I was really surprised that AJ Dillon and Odell Beckham were available at the end of the. Of yeah, this I round. forgot about Odell. I, yeah. Um, Odell's very good value. I'm not even a huge Odell fan when it comes to dynasty, but the the twelve nine at the end of the twelfth <laughs> round, like. I mean, what you look at, like, Will Fuller, Henry Ruggs, Amon Ra, freaking St. Brown. Like, Jarvis Landry was taken a round after. And that that's just crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, moving on to the next round, we have Will Fuller, Henry Ruggs, Zach Moss, Tony Pollard, Tyler Higby, Amon Ra, St. Brown, Cole Komet. Jarvis Landry, Jameis Winston, Hunter Henry. Favorite? Um, maybe Tyler Higby, honestly. 
I, I like him, and I do like Cole Komet a lot, actually, for the 13-7. I know they still yeah. got Jimmy Graham, but he has a lot of upside going for years to come in a tight end premium. Right. I also, I'm starting to get really high on Amon Ross St. Brown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I'm think, starting to really like what I'm seeing from I mean, he's, I mean, Besides TJ, he's probably the only viable the only, receiving like, option. He fits is. really well with Jared Goff, too, like. Who are their other receivers that got Rashad Perriman? Rashad Perriman? Quintez Cephas. And Tyrell Williams. Those yeah. are all like deep guys, um, which isn't Jared Goff strong. Well, Jared Goff doesn't have any strong suits, but that's probably the <laughs> probably the least of his, yeah. the weakest of his game. Um, he's very much a, like over the middle, short yard, dink and dunk passer. Mm-hmm. And... Amon Ross St. Brown compare was comped to a lot of slot receivers. Like I've heard of like a lot of Tyler Boyd's um compared to Amon Ross St. Brown. And he's I think he's more athletic than Tyler Boyd too. You saw him jump over someone. I don't think Tyler Boyd could do that as much as I love Tyler Boyd. I I, I think it's good to note with St. Brown being a slot receiver, um Look at Cooper Cup's success with Jared Goff. Right. So, you know, I think that's, like, a really good way to think about it, especially if you're a holder of him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I didn't – I personally don't like the Tony Pollard pick just because I just can't imagine unless Zeke goes down or I think that's it, just him being played over somebody, like, who was taken later, like Michael Gallup. Or Amon Ross St. Brown, Jarvis Landry, Corey Davis, Mike Williams. Mm-hmm. I think those are just much right. safer flex options. Uh, and people I would be completely okay putting in. Maybe Amon Ross St. Brown next year, depending on how he plays. But I think that there were a lot of valuable wide receivers still left. Mm-hmm. In terms of upside, I do like Zach Moss too. Just if he's able to take over that primary role for the the bills um i think the bills are going to be safer with josh allen this year i don't know if he's going to be taking as many uh like hits near their goal line as he was last year because they paid him a buttload of money so i think they might be more inclined to hand it off to zach moss near the goal line obviously i don't know but that's just my assumption in terms of upside i like zach moss a good receiver too out of the backfield, even though he wasn't utilized as that last year. Anyway, moving on to the fourteenth round, we have Rondale Moore, Nelson Aguilar, Miko Hardman, Darnell Mooney, David Johnson, Michael Gallup, Adam Troutman, Marquise Brown, Corey Davis, Mike Williams. So I don't like David Johnson. No. <laughs> um I don't like Nelson Aguilar either. Yeah. I like most of the receivers that were taken. I really like the Mike Williams, Corey Davis, Michael Gallup, Darnell mm-hmm. Mooney. Yes. And I really like the Rondale Moore pick. I, I absolutely really agree with fit you. With his team. But, like, I think Rondale Moore is going to be really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's going to do much this year. I think he's a better. He provides more for Kyler Murray than he does for himself if that makes sense like 
just because he's a very good catch and run receiver, which Kyler didn't really have last year. Obviously, you have DeAndre Hopkins, who's not really a threat with the ball in his hands. He's not he's not known as a yak guy, but Rondell Moore, one of the better yak receivers in this class. Um, You're also um, I didn't see the game, but I heard that they were using Rondell Moore in a lot of like. Or maybe not a lot, but they were using him as a running back in some cases. And like, didn't he have like a few rushing attempts or something in the preseason? Yeah, I don't know. I didn't watch. That's like the one of them I didn't watch. Unfortunately, I believe he was. Maybe not, but he's a guy that Cliff Kingsbury can definitely like scheme with. And mm-hmm. I know he was used like that in college. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean they were trotting out the dead corpse of Larry Fitzgerald as their yeah. slot receiver <laughs> in the past and obviously Ron Moore is just like times infinity better than that he's right. not a dead corpse <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's very much an alive human being no offense to Larry Fitz one of the best of all time but he just wasn't getting it done no. Cardinals past couple years I also don't like Miko Hardman not at the fourteen three. I mean, no. over Darnell Mooney, Gallup, Corey Davis, and Mike Williams. I don't understand the appeal for Michael Hardman. I mean, I know he's fast and he's on the best offense in the league, but that's the only thing they got. It's not Madden, basically. Yeah, yeah. like I mean, speed isn't gonna just mean you're gonna be exactly unstoppable. And, it's not that. And, it's and been, they have so many similar players of that play, like that role, yeah. like mm-hmm. Byron Pringle. Um, I mean Tyreek obviously extremely fast. Yeah. Oh, Demarcus yeah, Robinson. Tyreek Hill. I mean, what what order is Miko Hardman in the pecking order? I mean, like got Tyreek Hill above him, Travis Kelsey, people and then I'd put Ch. Yeah, Ch. I mean, people say he's like the wide receiver too, but he's just like the threat five. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's like yeah. a rotational guy, and obviously on the uh, first depth chart doesn't really mean much, but he was listed as the punt and kick returner, which means he's going to be playing less snaps on the offense, which is definitely something to monitor. But yeah, Michael Hardman's just another one of those guys where I think he's a better NFL receiver than he provides for fantasy. All right, uh, probably the last round we'll analyze... Um, you have Kirk Cousins, Logan Thomas, Jalen Rager, um, Darius Slayton, Derek Carr, Denzel Mims, James Conner, Alan Lazard, Antonio Brown, and Jared Goff. So one thing I've been thinking about a lot with like fantasy and dynasty is that there's a lot of players who like I can't imagine ever putting in and therefore they're just useless. Mm-hmm. And that's just how I feel about like players like Alan Lazard, mm-hmm. like like yeah. going before. Or I guess he went after uh, Derek Carr or like Kirk Cousins. My personal favorite pick by far was Kirk Cousins. Uh, I think he's gonna at least this year. I don't know what their quarterback situation will be next year in in Minnesota, but right, he yeah, has Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson, and, and he's Smith. not even that bad. And Irv Smith, and he's not that bad, and he's only 33. 
Yeah. Like, people just like if he wins that job, I don't see so him bad, being much different not. from Tannehill. I I do like I want to note that while I got Kirk Cousins, I also made sure to reach on Kellen Mond just in case. Right. Mm-hmm. Kellen Mond looked pretty good too. Yeah. So, yeah. So I just wanted to make sure like the audience knows there wasn't. I made sure to like cover that risk. Right. I also really like Antonio Brown. I like the Antonio Brown pick as well. Yeah, I was shocked he fell to me at that. Yeah. I mean, Alan Lazard before Antonio Brown gave me a break. Yeah. The only, and I mean the only knock that should ever be gone against Antonio Brown was that two-year hissy fit that he had. Besides that, he's like a first ballot. He had more targets last year than Chris Godwin and Mike yeah. Evans when he played and played well, I should say. Like, Tom Did Brady loves the guy. Did he in the playoffs? I know he had a touchdown in the Super Bowl, but I know his like numbers in the postseason were very low. I, I don't. I don't think any of the receivers really got that many runway. They in didn't the postseason. Really, I don't think. Um, I I forget who said it, but it was one of the fantasy YouTubers I watch. Um, it it could be a bunch of different ones that said it, but like they basically said like Antonio Brown's like paying really low for like Mike Evans or Chris Godwin target wise. Mm-hmm. I mean, like obviously there's different talent between them, but that, I mean, that's enough reason for me to draft Antonio Brown. Right. Right. I think another really bad pick was the Jared Goff pick. I was going to say that that's my least because favorite pick for the round. His, just because his, of his fourth quarterback. Yeah. He isn't like a project or anything like Mac Jones or like Jordan yeah. Love. Yeah, that was my biggest he knock. Easily be he's out on Perry's team. Yeah, he could easily be out of the league. And then another part that hurts is that, like, he has the same bye week as Russell Wilson if the, your plan was to just always have a consistent, like, quarterback. So, like, if both of them are out week nine and then, like, Joe Burrow or Matt Ryan are hurt, then, like, you have nothing. You, you don't even have a like a starting quarterback week nine. So right. I don't know. If, yeah. I, if, I, it wasn't a fan of the pick. I was not a fan. No. If I were him, I'd be selling golf right now. Yeah, I'd dude. Be... I gave him like a, I think it was a second and Tyrod for him just because they needed a flex for like a few weeks. There was a few other parts of the trade, but he just rejected it immediately. Um, a second. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I'd trade a second for Jared Goff. Um, I know you guys were saying this about Kirk Cousins, but that's the exact analysis I would use for Derek Carr, too. I mean, he's way better than people give him credit for. Um, it's just the team he's on. He has actually solid receivers like Darren Waller, Brian Edwards, the God. Henry um, Ruggs. Henry Ruggs yeah. to take the top off. Even like he's- John Brown. Got Josh Jacobs yeah, so, and Hunter yeah. Renfro. Kenyon Drake. Hunter Renfro, the Jalen Ramsey's nightmare fuel. <laughs> Wide receiver number one in fantasy <laughs> 2021. Tied for first with Darnell Mooney. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, th- I mean, Derek Carr, defense stinks, so you know he's going to be throwing it a lot. Yeah, And he um, might get Devontae Adams next year. That's also a possibility, uh, right? When when Rogers inevitably leaves, most likely, and he's uh, younger than Kirk Cousins. Yeah, he's thirty. He's thirty years old. He's younger than Russell Wilson. 
I did not know that. He's consistently graded as like a top 14 quarterback. Right. So, like, he's not the issue at all on the Raiders team. The Raiders actually had a top 10 offense last year mm-hmm. without having, like, a real wide receiver one. You could say Darren Waller is a number one threat, which I will agree, but, like... Nelson Aguilar. Uh, Nelson Aguilar did have a good season. I forgot about Nelson Aguilar. The the only concerning thing with the Raiders is their offensive line now. Yeah, yeah. I am a bit uh, concerned, but, I mean... 15th round like you're kind of baking that in right mm-hmm. they did get leatherwood they lost hudson but they lost I think a lot they lost oh really they lost they lost a guard to gabe richie not richie <laughs> come back richie <laughs> um is it gabe jackson but maybe his name was i'm not sure but it, it's raised concerns in the fantasy yeah. community. But I'm I'm more concerned for Josh Jacobs in that sense. Yeah. Than yeah. I am for. Did we talk about Josh Jacobs? I don't. No, we kind of passed over him because he wasn't. Where did he go? He went in a. I got him in the seventh round. Yeah. Oh shoot! That's a good pick too. In the seventh round. Yeah, but he was yeah. overshadowed by overshadowed by Deshaun. That's that also true. The, so, Seventh round, though. Uh, real quick for this round, I really don't like. I I get it; it's upside in the fifteenth round, but like Jalen Rager and Denzel Mims. I mean, you still got Brian Edwards, Kadarius Tony. Um, really, like I would rather either of those two over Denzel Mims, especially, and then Jalen Rager. Yeah, I think the best case scenario for Denzel Mims is that he gets traded. Honestly, because mm-hmm. there's just nothing really there for him with the Jets. He looked good last season, which was really interesting. Apparently he, he ate some like round pick. Yeah. He he was uh he ate some like bad salmon or something like that and he lost a bunch of weight from food poisoning. Right. That is unfortunate. But now he's just not looking that good. Um so hopefully he gets traded. Um I I still believe in the talent of Denzel Mims, but yeah, I, I don't think it's going to work out with the Jets. I mean, where is he? You know, like, Elijah Moore is probably better than him as a receiver. And Corey Davis um, looked to be Zach Wilson's security blanket. And even Keelan Cole was starting over him. So, yeah, I just don't know about Denzel Mims. Mm-hmm. Right. But, uh, anyway, I think we've we've run... A little bit over time. That's all right. Uh, I think that's all we got for y- y'all today. Please join us next week when we talk about dynasty rankings. We'll be going over our tier list for most of our players. Uh, we'll be going over general dynasty advice, maybe new injury reports, depending on what occurs this week. And hopefully since it'll be the last week before the actual season, we'll have a few predictions coming up about both – our teams and any developments or hopes that we have for next uh, next season might get into some trade talks too. Yeah, we might do a few mm-hmm. trades actually on the air that we were discussing. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, thank you all for watching. Um, no clue when this video is going to be uploaded, but have a good probably school semester, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. See y'all later. Yep. See you guys then.